Children, I'll be frank. In the event of nuclear war, we can only save our best and brightest. Therefore, space in the fallout shelter will be reserved for Lisa Simpson, Martin Prince, our championship kickball team, and Sherry, but not Terry. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Ah, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are here. This is your encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons, seasons one through T. One through T? One through T. (laughs) What's the T? One through ten. I am your co-host, Captain Greg. (laughs) I'm your co-host, Tennille Allen. (laughs) I thought you were going to do another um, naval rank. No. I was doing the Captain and Tennille joke. Captain and Tennille. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Um, because they do. Yeah, they, they sure do. They sure do. They sure want you to know all about it. They sure they sure put a they, lot of jokes in this uh, episode. They're, uh-huh. <laughs> Whether they land or not is another question. But we'll get into but that. But we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> We're here to talk about The Simpsons. Yeah. And our guest today is Ryan Truskowski. Hello, hello. Right. He's, he's, he's back. He's back. He's a two-timer. Is this two times? This I swear it's times. three. I thought it was three. It's been a while. That's why it seems like three. It's been a while. Okay. okay. I, th- I thought for some reason we had you on season eight. And no, I was wrong. You're wrong, as you often are. Okay. I think, you've uh, a- I think <laughs> you asked me to one day, but I couldn't. Right. That was it. I think that was it. Okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. So glad to be back. Yeah. Glad to have you back. And you know... You don't you don't watch The Simpsons that much, do you? You know what? I don't think I've seen an episode since I was on in season seven. <laughs> that's great. To well, be perfectly honest. Yeah, and uh, we might as well um, dive in in just a second. But uh, Ryan, how have you been? Good. Yeah. Good man. Yeah. That's good. It's been a good couple of years since I've been on. <laughs> <laughs> just an update for all yeah. you folks at home. You back to work? Yep. Yep. Good. I've never. Well, when the when COVID first started, I was like out of work for like a month except for the odd day. And I was like, okay, this is really bad. But I've been, I kind of like float around this. I like work in healthcare, just like floating around the city, helping um, teams throughout the city. And that's been going well up until now because they're hiring a bunch of people to cover the spots I've been covering. So I'm not certain what's going to happen now, Mm -hmm. but I'll make it work. It's been good. That's, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you're able to, you know, do what you're doing and keep doing it and not, you know, get sick. Yeah, me That's too. That's good. Um, so, uh, what is the episode we're covering today? Oh boy, we are talking about Simpson Tide, the 19th episode of Season 9, written by Joshua Sternan and Jeffrey Ventimiglia, and directed by Milton Gray. Original air date, March 29th, 1998. A real who's who behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah, you can really one. tell they brought out the big guns for this one. All your favorites. For real, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> I think I wrote this episode, actually. Uh, I'm going to take a look here uh, because I didn't recognize them. I thought maybe you would. I did, so I didn't want to... No, not at all. That's yeah. the thing. Like, we usually have, in even in season nine, we have directors and writers who have been around the show for a while or who have been on staff for a while or who have been producers of the show who have been bumped up, but I do not know who these people are. Is this normal? Does what? this happen often where you're like, who the fuck wrote this episode? Um, usually they're at least like names we recognize because we've been doing this. Like, yeah. You know, sure, def- sure. definitely when I was a kid, I didn't, there was like maybe a few writers, a few directors that I would know the names of. But for the most part, I was like, 
wouldn't know any of the names, but because we've been doing this for a while and we usually talk about the writers and the directors, you know, we'll recognize, oh, right, Bob Anderson or, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Uh, Richard Dean Moore, like, you know, we recognize the names even if we don't, are, aren't able to immediately click like which other episodes they've done, that yeah. kind of thing. Because um, the, the, the Simpsons slate of directors is so, it's kind of small, really. Okay. Like they have so many, um, they, have, they have so many episodes they have to do and a bunch of directors get a certain amount of episodes that they do. Um, per year. That's like any TV show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's like, you know, like Game of Thrones, where like one director gets an episode per season. Oh, okay. Type thing because sure. they're so huge. Sure, sure. Um, I guess that'd be a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get like cer- certain units anyway. Um, I mean, like the show that I'm that I'm working on is eight episodes and one director for all of them. So oh, wow, uh, one director and like a co-director for the Splinter Unit or whatever they're doing, and it's clearly a lot of work um so yeah we uh, do you have the yeah so a couple interesting things first of all uh so uh, credited as Je- jeffrey ventimiglia uh they are now known as jennifer ventimiglia um so uh they uh, and they are co co-produced or co-writers with uh um uh, joshua sternan uh, so they co-wrote this episode together, but they also wrote the teleplay of the episode Round Springfield. Um, okay. Based on a story idea by Al Jean and Mike Reese. But that's pretty much all they have for Simpsons, for the writers. Uh, they also created a show together uh, called, oh, where is it? The Grubs, starring Randy Quaid. Due to negative critical reaction, the show was canceled before it went on air. <laughs> Oh, negative critical reaction before it went on air. Yeah, so That's screeners brutal. Well, it's all, it starred Michael Sarah and Randy Quaid. Oh my god! And they just uh, said, "Don't air this. Like you're not allowed." Based on the British sitcom The Grimleys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, this is a trip. Anyway. Um, so that's the writers. Uh, let me see if I can find Milton Gray, because he doesn't even have a link to his name. Milton Gray sounds like a pseudonym. It definitely does. Um, it doesn't seem to be, though. Finding his IMDb here. Right. Uh, Milton, you should make yourself a Wikipedia page. It yeah. sounds like a name of some sort of obscure kind of tea. Milton uh, Gray. Earl Milton Gray. <laughs> Lord Pemberley Milton Gray. Exactly. <laughs> Fourth Earl of oh, Dorchester. So, so Milton Gray directed, you may remember, Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue? Nope. No? I don't remember that. Oh, boy. Uh, many different cartoon stars like Bugs Bunny, the Muppet Babies, and Garfield joined forces to convince a teenager that drugs aren't cool. Oh, they're oh, not. They're nice. not cool. They're not cool, guys. They're really it sounds not like cool. a Reagan era. Thing. I remember this very well from my childhood. Um, it's got yeah, it's got Alf. He's wow. back in cartoon form. Uh, the Chipmunks. There's yeah, there's tons of Alf uh, and the, the Chipmunks. I think one of the, I think Michelangelo of the Ninja Turtles. Um, what? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Not I'm building a team. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's directed just this episode. He co-directed a different episode, uh, but it won't tell me which one from 1990, though. So like early season one or season two. Wow. Maybe Treehouse. I don't know. Um, yeah. So that's the, both the director and the writers. Pretty much their one episode. Yeah. Does that explain what we watched today? I think it might. <laughs> Does it? Like, 
Okay, let's it explains why it's so weird. Let's let's go around and say how we thought, uh, what we thought of this episode overall. Uh-huh. Simpson tied. Simpson let's tied. let's start with our guest. So before we start, is Simpson tied a reference to something? Yes, yes. it's a reference to the film Crimson Tide. Ah, it's a okay. submarine film. Perfect. Which is a great movie. It's a really, really fun movie. Tony Scott, it's one of the better Tony Denzel. Scott movies of the 90s. Mm. Um, I think I've heard of it, actually. Because like, Tony Scott, to me, doesn't really start clicking, ironically, for me, more, until more towards the end of his life. What, what are some of some other Tony Scott's? Days of Thunder. Sure. Top Gun. Oh, he's Top Gun? Uh-huh. He is Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crimson Tide. Um, oh, right. He did Man on Fire. Man on Fire. Domino. Uh, Deja Vu. Deja Vu. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Taking of Pelham 1, Enemy 2, of 3. Enemy of the State. Enemy of the State, baby. Isn't the Denzel in at least scout? a few of these movies? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah he's in a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. Denzel's in uh, Man on Fire, Deja Vu, Crimson Tide. Mm-hmm. And unstoppable. He's uh, he's so good in Crimson Tide, um, and uh, Gene Hackman is in a bunch of these movies as well. Uh, he's in Crimson Hackman. Tide. Hackman. <laughs> What's the other? Is is Hunt for Red October a submarine movie? Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. I guess Hunt Hunt for Red Oct Homer was too obscure <laughs> of a joke for them to title this episode. I'm sorry. Uh, Simpson Tide the, is much the, better. Yeah. The like the that's pun? definitely the title they would have went with if this was in like season fourteen. Yes. Right. It'd be right. Hunt for Red Oct Homer. Yeah. They're very bad at it. <laughs> They've got. This horse. is a really good pun. This is a really good play on a on a title. It's not really a pun or like it's just the sun is the only like. Kind it's of, you know. great. No, I'm just saying like it's not. I don't think it's great, but it's also like it's what they did in this era with their titles. Yeah. They just make it simple. It just make it like a little bit of an homage. It wasn't like overt, but like Hunt for Red Octomer is the kind of thing they would do. It's, <laughs> in... I like the more elegant like Simpson Tide. That's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Um, Boy, Tony Scott, though. Uh, so, yeah. Well, Reich, <laughs> what do you think about this? Um. Yeah, as someone who's not really ex- hasn't seen Simpsons in a long time, um, it was pretty bizarre. Like a lot of <laughs> jokes that were just like thrown out there, and then like they end. Like I was like, okay, this joke just started, and now it's over. Like <laughs> what just happened? And then it's on to the next thing, and I can kind of appreciate that. It's like throwing everything they got at us, and that's that's great. It was enjoyable for sure. Yeah, I just didn't know what the hell was going on most <laughs> of the time, and like that Russia subplot was like like two minutes, if that. And then it was yeah. over. Yeah. Which was hilarious. Yeah. It's just a gag. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just a sight gag. Uh, it's a, an excuse for them to do some pretty funny um, iconography sight gags. Yeah. I like that little montage of them like raising the Berlin Wall and yeah. like raising Lenin <laughs> from the dead and all that. That was funny. Yeah. Must crush. So that's my impression, I guess. Okay. Alan? <laughs> You want me to go first? Yeah, I do. Yeah, this, this fucking episode sucks. Uh, <laughs> I fucking hate it. Uh, it's really bizarre. Like that's, I think that's a big, uh, a big reason for sure. Um, but it's just like there's just so many jokes that fall flat, like that are just like to the point where I'm just like, ugh, like, like where I'm like. I'm cringing mm. for the writers. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, like I, I love cringe humor. When it's done purposefully, <laughs> when it's not done, when like someone's trying to be funny and it's not funny, it's it's painful to me, and I felt that in this episode a lot. You ever go see really bad stand up? 
Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how it felt to me. Mm. Is yeah. like someone being like, and women these days don't even uh, do what I want them to do. And they, they, they think they're being really funny and like everyone's going to be on board and nobody's on board. And I'm like, Ugh. and on top of that, you have to be in the room with them. Reacting yeah. To them, and you're like, uh, they like make uh, eye contact wow. with you and you're like, oh, this is oh, no. my worst nightmare. Please yeah. no. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how I felt with this episode. Uh, there's definitely. So I mentioned this is probably the episode I've seen the least of the series. And I think for good reason. <laughs> um, but it's but honestly, like going into it, I was like, I can't tell you a single thing about this episode except for Homer joins the Navy. I don't remember how he does it. I don't remember why he does it. I don't remember the things that happen while he's in the Navy. All I know is uh, they sing in the Navy with the village people and Smithers dances with them. That was the only thing I remember from this episode because I always skip it because I don't like it. And so, to be honest, I was excited to watch it to be like, there's got to be some good stuff in this episode. It's in the middle of, or like near the end of season nine. As we've been going through it, there's like, it's very up and down. Like the season isn't like a a complete flat line, Mm. you know? Uh, There's some like really like high quality episodes. There's some really bad quality episodes and there's some like really middle, middle ground ones. Or there's episodes that have... Uh, like a really solid A A story with a really horrible B plot. You know, there's just like, there's so much like mixture and interesting things happening in this season. And I was excited to see some of that with this episode. And I, I think there was maybe one or two moments that I was really on board with and everything else. I was just like, this is either bad, stupid, not funny, or just weird. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I, I'm sure we'll uh, talk about a bunch of them, but Greg, you, you said you like this episode. Tell me why. I really like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a lo- I have a lot of fun with this episode. I think there is a full three or four minutes that just don't work for me, but they come right in the middle of the episode. And once they're done, like everything before that, everything after that, I'm into. And I like this th- this one for its weirdness. <laughs> um, I love Homer being on a submarine. It's funny to me. The, the, the idea that he's... Just, just the weird, the, the stuff they mine for the weird jokes, firing a captain out of a torpedo is very <laughs> funny to me. Um I, I get why this is it's it's such a it makes sense now that you say that you say that he made this like cartoon superstars <laughs> episode yeah. with like the Looney Tunes and everything because there's a lot of Looney Tune shit oh, yeah. in this particular episode. But I think the reason why I like it is the jokes for the most part connect with me. And there's a lot happening in this 22 minutes. Like they go from a very, very interesting, they go from a very, like from the normal Simpson status quo to something completely insane. And it's a, it, it does have this weird epic quality to it because it's, it's like he gets fired. He goes on to this naval sub. He, almost starts another war and so much happens that I'm trying to keep up with it in a lot of ways. And I think that's just fun. I think I I have a lot of fun with this because I never, like you never really know where it's going to go next. It's going to zig when you think it's going to zag. And it's a, 
I, I just have fun with this one. I think it's fun. Like yeah, there's I'd nothing there's nothing here to me that puts this episode in a golden age situation. Right, right. However, it doesn't detract from the fact that I like it. Sure. Because I laugh and because I'm surprised. You know what it feels like? It feels like uh, a, an episode length uh, treehouse segment in a way. It kind of does because it's like so goofy and bizarre, and like like you said, doesn't take itself seriously. And and like I get I get why that can be enjoyable. Like I didn't enjoy it, but like you know that's fine. Uh, <laughs> but I think that I think a a thing that you said about how it doesn't take itself seriously and like it feels epic to me. Like the epicness is so like like deflated by all the weird gags and the weird jokes. Like there could because this could be like a legitimate like high stakes episode but it never feels high stakes because they have like fucking penguins arrive on a ship and you know you know like like such weird shit happens that you're just like i'm like i'm never fearful of our heroes being in danger in any way um i'm never thinking anything's gonna go wrong it's just like it's just bizarre and because of the weirdness it like doesn't yeah it feels more like a anthology episode or an out of canon episode and we've talked about how it almost seems like season nine, that's what they're doing. There's three. Yeah. There's three that feel that way so far. Yeah. Because there's uh, the Pinsel and the Popper. Yeah. What's the third one? Das Buzz. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, that that feel that way. And in these cases, I'm like, is it is it the, the writer's room that's gotten to a point where they've just stopped <laughs> really trying to put stakes in and just go for the the joke because they know they have to reset to one mm-hmm. at the end so like maybe it's a sign of resignation in yeah. the writer's room where it's like if stakes don't really matter in this world what can we do to give you that sense of uh of unpredictability that you would get if someone if a character felt in danger and maybe right. what they're going for Maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but let's try it, okay? (laughs) Maybe what they're going for is, let's think of what would be surprising in this moment. What would be surprising? Yes, that's what we wanted you to think. The Soviet Union is back. What would be penguins on a battleship. The penguins on a battleship in this moment. Like, we know... Barney has a pinup of Homer as a woman? Yeah. um, I would love to get... (laughs) I forgot about that. I (laughs) I would love to get into... Because I, I think like we there's something we can actually agree on here, and um, and that is I think the sequence that I'm going to be think the, describe that just completely doesn't work for me is something that you'll agree with. It's everything when they get to training. Sure. Yeah. I think all of that all the is training is pretty bad. I yeah. think it's all bad. Um, as soon as he gets onto the onto the bus, he's like, I'll, uh, but only if you're good, even if you're not. I like that line. I think it's funny. Sure. He gets onto the bus, and then for, I think, a solid two and a half minutes, there isn't a good joke. Yeah. Because I don't remember what they even do. Well, they get to the Naval Reserve. They you're introduced. Shaved. No, hang on. Oh, sorry. There's <laughs> one. They do get their oh, they hair get shaved. The, the drill sergeant. They're right? introduced to a gunnery drill sergeant. I think he's a master master sergeant or gunnery sergeant and the biggest problem there is those don't exist in the navy hmm they don't and i believe uh voiced just by a writer great because like 
they terrible. can get Arlie Ermey back. Just, or, I don't know. It's just it's just a terrible choice. I hate that they just went for for that because it's so basic. You know, I know they're doing basic training, but like the Navy and the Army are different things. Homer's not becoming a Marine. They're trying to do a full metal jacket. They're trying to do iconography yeah. that doesn't exist doesn't, in the mm. place that they're going. But they think it's familiar to people. They Maybe they're using they they're using yeah. that because it is familiar to people. 100%. They're using an Arlie Ermy impersonator, I guess. <laughs> kind of, well, kind of. Just that like that idea of that that drill sergeant in full metal jacket has become like the standard yeah. of what people Is that when they're associate. in that room with the bunks? Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, like I think I've watched that. Uh, clip. There's only steers and queers from where you know, yeah. Texas, Texas. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember. And <laughs> and, and like, granted, there's a reason it's a great and iconic performance, but also at the same time, you're going to the to the Naval Reserve, and we just saw a trailer uh, or or an ad saying that you're going to be drunk off your ass this whole time. Wouldn't it be funnier if you had a little bit more exploration of what a mess the Navy can be? The Navy Reserve. The Naval, and even more so the Naval Reserve. Yes, I think that would be more interesting than than going back on this on, on this tired trope that is only just over a little a little over ten years old at this point, and it's been done to death since then. Well, and they sort of teased like the the messy nature of the Naval Reserve with like the drunkenness and whatever. Like yeah. they kind of had it set up, and I was and I was kind of expecting that too, honestly. Yeah, and instead they they throw in a. Uh, 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 an iconography that that is incongruous with everything that the navy is because the navy is so different from the army or the air force the only crossover they have is the marines and this isn't the marines you know so that's weird yeah that's that's where it that's uh, where Michael you carrington uh voices the drill sergeant he wrote the episode homer's triple bypass and okay. previously voiced sideshow rahim <laughs> <laughs> that's fun yeah uh and then they get their heads shaved which like the closest thing to a joke to a good joke i think it, in this whole thing is like oh i'm homer a freak sad. yeah, yeah. Homer. his hair yeah but like i also was so weirded out by that not being as uh, a thing that stuck like in when they're on the sub they all have their hair back they're all back to normal mm. you know right. yeah it's bad yeah, and it seems like such a small thing, but it's just like, what was the point of having that scene if you're going to have your characters just back to the, it's back to normal? In the just next... for the second Full Metal Jacket iconography, yeah. because yeah. the it's the iconic opening scene of Full Metal Jacket is like just panning over all of these uh, all, all the of these heads. All, all these guys getting their heads shaved so they start to look like one another, yeah. and that's the beginning of a brilliant satire. <laughs> Uh, whereas this is just, it's, there you go. It's we're referencing Full Metal Jacket because remember this? Yeah, that's pretty cheap. It's very cheap. Yeah. Like all of the training stuff is very, very cheap. Uh, Homer doing like ah the per- every time this drill sergeant comes on, I'm furious <laughs> <laughs> at the episode because that's not <laughs> that is no place in yeah. the Navy. And then Homer murders a ship full of people yeah i mean whatever here's the other thing about here's just another thing that i've just like noticed in season nine i feel yeah they become way more they basically start treating any auxiliary character as hans moment that's a good point you know they just they did they care so less about human lives it sounds bad, but you know what I mean. Like they just, like they'll kill off people so easily if it if they think it's funny. 
And for me, it's always funny when it's Hans Molman. When it's other people, it's it those people are less, dead. The, yeah, Hans Molman's not Hans 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 Molman always comes back. Yeah. So it's uh you know it's just a fun running gag as it were and uh, you know for me knowing the, the behind the scenes fact that Matt Groening hates Hans Molman so he always says please kill that character off so they do but then bring him back mm-hmm. that's funny to me it's very funny <laughs> and you shouldn't have that behind the scenes knowledge to think it's funny and I don't think you need to but it just adds an extra layer for me it does whereas in this one it's like oh a ship full of people just fell off a waterfall and died because Homer no and then Homer goes and. That's not funny to me. No, it's <laughs> that's not. just sad. It's also cheap. The village people all die. Like what you were saying. Like it's it's cheap. The, yeah. the village people die in the most cheap joke of the entire yeah. episode. Yeah. Oh, Worst yeah. joke of the episode. Yeah. Um, but that's another thing about the whole like we've talked about it before in like some of the episodes of season nine where they're just like eh, spaghetti at the wall. You For know? sure. The Mel Brooks model where they're just gonna be and like I let's think- throw everything and this really is. <laughs> one of those episodes. I think we've talked about this in maybe on a Patreon, um, but pre nine 11. Okay. Mm. The, the before, before time. Well, and especially like late nineties, the year, especially the year 2000 and 2001 until the, mm-hmm. the unfortunate tragedies, uh, like homophobic jokes became so rampant. Oh in, yeah. In pop culture, uh, in comedies. And I'm <laughs> not like saying 9-11 fixed that by any means, but it just like people were a little less cavalier about like being shitty to other humans. After right. that it gave, yeah, yeah. It, well, it gave the United States and like the Western, uh, like Western democracies, something else to be afraid of. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I see the seeds of it in season nine, not not entirely season nine, I shouldn't say that, but definitely in this episode. I mean, the Smithers joke is, I, I think I've mentioned it in the past, even last episode, mm-hmm. I've got a rocket in my pocket. Like Smithers in general is just starting to become a one note gay joke. Uh, and that's like ruining that character. Um, so that's, you know, on the down, on the decline. But uh, in this episode, there's like two or three like quote unquote gay jokes and they're not necessarily malicious, but it's just, you can tell like they're the writers are starting to like poke fun at that a little bit. And it's sad because they had a whole episode about it. Yeah. The, Uh, I think past that was a good episode that addressed the idea that Homer is homophobic and maybe shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, he's quote unquote cured at the end, uh, in a, you know, in a satirical way. Uh, it's like Ryan. You might not be familiar with the episode. Uh, they meet a nope. <laughs> uh, they meet a man who's gay, and Homer's like very against it, and everyone else is fine with it, and Homer's clearly in the wrong. And then at the end of the episode, he accepts him as as a fellow human um, because he saves his life. And the joke is, uh, "Well, Homer, I earned your respect, and all I had to do was save your life. Now, if every gay man in America could do that, we'd be set." Uh, and like, it's a satirical, you know, jab at that right. idea of right. like. Yeah, people uh, people who are homophobic often, uh, if they meet a gay person, <laughs> will be like, "Oh, you're a human being," and they become friends, exactly, and yeah. you know that kind of thing. And that's what like helps them be less prejudiced about that bullshit. But there's also still the fact that a lot of people who uh, you know are friendly with people they know who are gay they're still like against the idea in general and so that's like the, the satire is saying you know if every single gay person uh you know helped every single homophobic person then maybe the world would be a better place 
anyway, all that is to say that episode like had a good thing to say about homophobia. And then for some reason, like the years since they just start not caring as much and just like, yeah, poking fun at Smithers cause he's gay and just all these, all these weird little digs. The, like the one at the beginning where they're, uh, he's signing up for the Navy, right? Yeah. Well, we can talk about that yeah. a little bit because I mean, with the form, yeah, yeah because yeah. that's a thing. That was right. a that was a thing, and I feel like it's they're commenting on that, and I think that's less of a homophobic joke and more I, I of agree. a yeah, commentary. I'm not trying to say that joke is homophobic. I'm just saying like their approach to uh, to homosexuals is starting to like the the seeds are the the seeds are starting to it's starting to there. rot away. It's yeah. starting to be bad because like Homer at, at the very least is just like you know he says oh what a nice guy I wonder if he's gay yeah like. That's their joke. I don't think it's a funny joke, but at least it's not malicious. At least it's not Homer being a jerk about it, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's just like their their idea of a joke is like, I wonder if that person's gay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, yeah. like a lot of sitcoms would have that too. Seinfeld's, yes, I do. Seinfeld's I, like this too. I just think that this particular joke does it actually kind of in a funny way. It, okay. uh, because because for me it's like uh, please don't answer that I could go to jail la 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 I'm not listening and then it's like because it's about that it's like home, the the way that Homer's written in that scene to me makes it funny because he 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 is in that in that scene he feels like Homer from Homer's uh, from the end of Homer's phobia sure where he's like oh what a nice guy I wonder if he's gay right, right? and it's like it's so it's it's so interesting. That he's just like he's talking out loud. Whereas if this is season fucking eleven or something like that, there would be something hateful, sure, wow. in there. <laughs> and like I, after season nine, for the rest of the Scully run, it's going to be rampant homophobia. Really, right. it gets worse, hey? Yeah, I, I guess like I, I don't want to dwell on this too much longer. Sure. This joke, but like I just think uh, again, it's not like a horrible one. It's not. I don't think it's very funny, but I just I, I've just noticed. In sitcoms in the '90s, like there's just this like the joke about like gay people is, isn't it funny that gay people exist? <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> you know someone being gay is the punchline. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and like and, in that, that, and scene... that happens in a lot of '90s. Uh, like I was gonna say, like in Seinfeld, the whole there's a whole episode. I think it's a good episode, but like the joke is, uh, this woman thinks George and Jerry are gay, like a gay couple. And like they and that's do the, as deep as it goes. Yeah, and yeah. and they do the like the whole not that there's anything wrong with that, and like that's the joke as well. They're like like I like that because they're poking fun at the idea of like that's how the culture was at the time, where it's right. like we're gonna laugh at the idea of gay people, but we're gonna make sure it's clear that we have nothing against them. We just think it's funny, and like that's what I feel in this moment as well, where it's mm-hmm. like yeah, it's not we're not saying like this is wrong or bad. But it, isn't it funny that like people are gay? <laughs> and it's interesting because he says due to a recent presidential order. So it's literally <laughs> this is the culture from the top down. Right. We're not going to ask. You're not going to tell. Right. It's yeah. funny if you are. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just it, it just like it's just a weird thing that's starting to crop up in the in the series, I think. Um, and then, yeah, such the, a- Smith, the Smithers stuff obviously is problematic and. Uh, it's bad. What a what a what a weird thing the American army is. <laughs> and I feel like they feel I feel like they tried to poke fun at it in this episode. Yeah, a little. Oh bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Absolutely, they're good. That's I mean, like sometimes we like to sit in the satire corner, and obviously the satire is the Navy when they remember what the Navy is. Yeah, which is not very often. 
Um, I'm surprised they got submarines right. <laughs> I know very little about the Navy, so like all this tracked to me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I feel like most people don't. I have no idea. So yeah. I can see them wanting work to at like military museums. <laughs> no, I know it's just you know, like you uh, said with the iconography. Bummer. No, I know. <laughs> Um, but they, they like when they start taking direct scenes from Crimson Tide. Ironically, they get the iconography right, you know, because it's like they're just taking direct moments from Crimson Tide, like that part where they all set sail in the rain. That's straight from the movie. Well, it's funny too because the story, this story, was pitched before the movie came out. That's um, funny. <clears throat> like, obviously, they didn't create it until mm-hmm. a while after. Until once, but once the movie came out and became a hit, they're like, let's add some more like. Mm. Uh, Crimson Tide, like uh, gotta, uh, t- type scenes, and like obviously change title. And- yeah, gotta add the the Crimson Tide scene of the rain. Gotta have the red lighting of the enemy ship. Apparently, even like when Homer's getting uh, his like trial at the end, whatever you want to call it. What is it called? It's the uh, court martial. Yeah, whatever. Uh, what is court martial? <laughs> I was saying whatever to myself. Sorry, because I said <laughs> deposition. Oh, what a, I don't know. You said the correct thing. Um, it's uh, a shot, an establishing shot outside, and there's a man with a it's dog. A little dog, yep. That's that's directly taken from Crimson Tide. Gene Hackman's dog. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So weird, weird little uh, like very specific references. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So once, but so you're saying once the the training's done, once they're back in the sub or back, once they're in the sub doing the like uh, the war games or whatever, that whole final act essentially that that works really well for you. I, it does, yeah. Um. Like, I think it works better for sure. Like I, I think that's the that's the most interesting part of the episode is mm-hmm. that final act. I think it's really funny that he shoots the captain out of a torpedo. That's, that is funny. I like that joke. Uh, and I think it's even funnier that it's like we'll respond in kind, fire, <laughs> yeah. and they start <laughs> dragging him. <laughs> me a torpedo. It's, yeah. I think that's, that's funny. a funny yeah. bit that I also like. I, that's also kind of a season nine thing where it's like, let's, oh sure, let's keep the joke going. <laughs> yeah, um, but it pays off in yeah. in this situation. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that you know might not work about <laughs> about the end, but like I'm I'm so it's such a fun funny premise to me where he's like oh we're he's going to Russia that's so funny to me where he goes to to the Russian waters and they go the Soviet Union will happily offer amnesty to your wayward vessel. Like Soviet Union, then you guys broke up. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what we wanted want. you to think. Kind of button. It has a button ready for it, yeah. and it's just push no a button. No one saw that it said Soviet Union on the nope. back yeah. of his placard. And switches, switches the Soviet on. Union. Uh, the the peace parade stops. The floats open, open up. up the tanks, tanks come out. Yeah. Um, the Lenin's guards come back on the Berlin Wall. Lenin comes back to life, wanting to crush capitalism. It's or funny. Some sort of Walking Dead life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's really great. I also think that the treason season coming earlier or coming early this year. Ken Rockman's usually pretty good. Yeah, Abe that was good. Defending his son is is really funny. Uh, yeah, everything when he shoots the captain out of the torpedo tube up until the end of the episode, I'm pretty much there for. And so, like, that's probably why A I lot like of it. Things you've mentioned, I enjoy. Yeah. It's just unfortunate for me, there's 20 other minutes of this episode mm-hmm. of things I don't enjoy, you know? And that's that's honestly, like, the biggest thing for season nine for me a lot of the time is just, it's not that there's, like, it's it's irredeemable episodes or anything like that. Yeah. It's that the stuff I like are just clouded by so many things I don't like. 
and that's what makes it harder for me to enjoy the episodes as a whole. It's like um, Assassin's Creed. Sure. There's <laughs> a lot of fat to trim. A lot of fat, yeah. Too many too many quests, yeah. and uh, uh, most of them go nowhere. Yeah. You, <laughs> you want to talk about iconography. <laughs> Let's talk about Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think that the... <laughs> The B plot, if it is one, it's, it's like kind of. It's like a lowercase B plot, yeah. <laughs> lowercase B minus plot. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Millhouse gets an earring. Yeah, and then everyone else gets one, including Bart. That that the start That's of that so weird. The start of that B plot does have one of my favorite lines What's from that? Millhouse. Milhouse, my mom wears oh, earrings. Yeah. Do you think she's cool? No, I, I think, think your mom's hot. I think she's hot. <laughs> that Sorry, was great. It just slipped out. And it's like the first time on the show that any of the kids acknowledge the fact that Bart has a hot mom. Sure. Which is the case. Yeah. Like, it's wild. And it's funny. That was it really is funny. funny. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> the beginning of that scene is also one of the more awkward scenes that I think I've ever witnessed in Simpsons <laughs> yeah. because I don't know if you guys noticed this. You probably did. It fa- it fades back from the episode break because them waiting for the bus on the side on the sidewalk is the beginning of Act Two. It fades back and they just stand there for a full second until Milhouse says, "Hey Bart, <laughs> check out this earring." Weird. They have <laughs> they. So- how do we start this plot? They have, I don't know. They're just waiting for a bus. And they have never, <laughs> ever waited together yeah. for the bus to arrive. Yeah. It's because uh. why would they? It's like <laughs> it comes to each of their houses. It's like yeah. and Millhouse lives blocks away. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird, actually. It's, it's really so weird. It's a bizarre way to start where like it's, it's like you couldn't start it in the schoolyard where they like the front of the school where they all get off the bus or like he sees Bart sees him get onto the bus. Have it be like the scene where Skinner comes and reprimands Millhouse, like have that be the start, you know, like they don't, they don't need that bus scene Yeah, no. where Bart does the Bartman and yeah. Ralph apparently becomes yeah, a weird, weird meta postmodern critic now. And so is that so 1991? Like, like that's like, weird coming from, from Ralph. It's weird coming from, from anyone, anyone but, but why Ralph? Ralph. Yeah. And again, I think it's one of those things where they're like, oh, Ralph's like the one that says funny things. Mm. So let's give him the funny line. And then he had two Even if it's hours. not a thing that goes with his character. And yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. The character needs to have the joke. The joke needs to come from the character, not from funny joke. They can't be joke machines, Greg. I, I can see it come from. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can see it come from Nelson. Uh, sure. Yeah. That's yeah, probably that the only one on the bus who I could see it come from. Yeah. Uh. And then let's is talk he the a bully? little. Yeah, he's, he, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's right. one of the. He's bullies. one of the bullies. He's, he's, one he's of... either the bully or Bart's friend, depending on the episode. Yeah, whatever they need. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Skinner's first scene, where he comes and uh, reprimands Millhouse because of the dress code. Um, he's got the hat on. Uh, sorry, was he wearing? Oh, that was later on. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Uh, when Skinner comes and they're at the playground after the, uh, and he says, "Young, you can't have an earring. You can't have an earring right. unless, you're, unless a you're a gypsy." Oh um, yeah, Ooh. and you're like, uh, and and while you're watching it, you're like, "Wow, this is terrible. This mm-hmm. is just god awful writing." Um, I can't believe they kept that in an episode of no television, kidding. and it went to air, and it was animated, which means they had to think about it a lot. <laughs> 
Yeah, wow. I want to suck your blood. Oh, that's vampires. Oh, they're covered too. Where did that come from? Is good. That like, really? Okay. Is there really some sort good. of awful connection between well, gypsies and yeah, vampires? Yeah. So the thing is, so with, gypsies like, are the Romani people. Uh, right. It, they're actually like a, an, a you know, a, a culture, a, gr- a group, a cultured group. I don't know the right way to say it right now. Um, but like, uh, uh, the in fact, the term gypsy is is like kind of a derogatory term. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, you know, if you've ever heard like people say, "Oh, I got gypped out of something," yeah, yeah, like that comes from gypsy. That comes from the this stereotype, this idea that gypsies are uh, like cheats and swindlers and uh, all this kind of thing. So, like, there's some problematic stuff with that in general. Just the idea of gypsies, but um, but they're from Romania, generally accepted, oh, and you know, and, Transylvania, okay. similar kind of area. It's a whole thing conflated in Milhouse's brain, I guess. It's yeah, it's a bad joke. It's a it's not funny. It's not well crafted. It's just silly and weird. Like even even ignoring any problematic aspects of it. It sucks. Yeah. It's just <laughs> yeah. it's so not joke. boring. It's not funny. It, like he walks in, it's like you got an earring, please take it out and fucking I guess bye <laughs> and like fuck you episode <laughs> for making us watch that it's so bad it's in what in what world is the principal walking around the schoolyard enforcing a dress code <laughs> definitely also i mean that. in definitely. springfield it's, it's, it does track yeah okay. uh, for, the dress code less so because they've had a whole episode yeah. where they instill a dress code and the kids rebel and mm-hmm. they realize they can't do they shouldn't do that uh, so it's weird that there is a dress code. They in rebel in a conformist kind of way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Good line from Lisa. Um, that was really funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, you Probably know the only line from Lisa. I think she has yeah two. She has a couple others later. Oh, where it's like, uh, would you be proud of me if I joined the Nail Reserve? Eh, kinda, I guess. <laughs> and then she There's immediately the undercuts that by saying, although I'm morally against the military-industrial complex, which you have now been associated with. Uh, which yeah, I mean, like, great, Lisa. Fucking pick a lane. <laughs> yeah, that that that's pretty Lisa, right? That attitude? the military industrial complex yeah, yeah, yeah. line is Lisa. Yeah, yeah. She has a line near the end as well. That I, I almost expected liking. her to like not be proud of him for joining. Uh, yeah, she was like, oh, whatever. Well, like, oh. she says she does like a one eighty there, and then another one eighty back at the very end when she says, "I think you're a hero, Dad." Why? Oh yeah. Why is he a hero? <laughs> he shot because a captain writing. out of a torpedo too, <laughs> and, and killed or and destroyed drove, a whole boat in training yeah, with people in it, and, and uh, commandeered a ship to Russian waters. Like, what the fuck is he a hero for? It's oh yeah, weird. Uh, when when the Russian thing happens and it shows, oh, uh, yeah. it shows a picture of him, and she goes, "I told him that photo would come back to haunt him." That was, a, that was the line I liked. That's a had. funny line. That was good. It's a funny photo. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> Little did they know photo. that this episode would come back to haunt the Simpsons. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I still like it. I like. <laughs> I know I'm ripping on it, but these are the things that stood out to me as being like, yeah. but I do like it overall because I like the idea. I think it's just funny. Yeah. And for me, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, a potential versus uh, execution. And I think the potential of a good episode is there. And I think the execution is so poor that it makes it worse for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like I said, I like the stuff once they're actually in, like, the way they get to Homer being captain of the na- of the Navy submarine is all awful for me. <laughs> 
once he's there, I kind of enjoy like just the idea and like you know the the Russian stuff and all that stuff. Like I still think there's like a lot of weirdness in it, but I could forgive it if the whole episode was on the same trajectory where uh, there was more like A to B. Like here's just the like it's so it's so uh, hackneyed like the way that he he signs up for the navy like to to the point where like literally the writing is d- directed at Homer you know like the the commercial that he watches essentially to yep. to join the navy it's like right, right. it's like ah oh, you can do this but like most of the time you'll be sitting around drinking beer and. Sure, I I get why he'd be like, oh great, but also I don't know the Homer I know is like, well I can drink beer at home. <laughs> hmm. I mean, well, he, he needs a navy. He, he needs that. a job. Yeah, like I just feel like there could have been a much better way to get him to join the navy to you know to go through training that isn't horrible, and then do this war games thing where they accidentally shoot the captain out and Homer becomes captain. Like that, those bare bones. There's something interesting there. But all the flesh that and the skin and the sinew that they add onto it is just trash. So I like how he gets fired. I think it's very funny. With oh, like donut? from from yeah. uh, the power yeah. plant. I like that that causes him to join the yeah, navy. That's a fine he, opening sequence because yeah. he needs a job. Um, I hate the training. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when he gets uh, when when they're about to em- embark on their voyage, and he's like. Uh, is the poop deck really what I think it is? And the captain's like, I like the cut of your jib. What's a jib? Promote that man. I think that's hilarious. I think that's I think that's great because that's how you get promoted in the military. That's actually, guys, that's how it that's happens. That's how you do it? Being funny? Yeah. No, if... if if it Standing has, up to your superiors? It, no, it has nothing to do with merit, guys. It's all about... <laughs> It's all about if you your command if your higher officers like you. It's okay. it's just about if they like you and then you'll get the promotions. That's it. Especially in the American military. Sure. That's I mean, not problematic in any way. No, not at all. I can't imagine that going wrong. I feel like that's most jobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you would think that uh one You know what's wrong with jobs? Everything capitalism. Yeah. Um and it has and it extends to to the military. However, the military in the in America is very socialist. Right. So that's interesting guys because you know you do your job and then you get uh your payment which you can buy food on base for an incredibly reduced charge you get your education taken care of um you get your housing taken care of and that means you also get your water taken care of look at that that's a novel idea i wonder where else that would work the pillars of life <laughs> america is protected by a socialist society You're it's trying called to get the, military. Us to join the navy aren't you <laughs> yes i am um but I think that's really funny how he gets promoted because it's accurate. Sure. Right. Um, and I don't know if they were going for that, but it helps with the it satire. It seemed like they were. Yeah. Based on the other stuff they were kind of poking fun at. And the yeah. fact that he's like, he he's like, I want peace. And like the things that the, the, the captain sees in him are just like so surface level. And it's just like, I like you. You're going to be captain. And you get right. shot out of a torpedo too. That <laughs> all the way he gets to this captain's chair all works for me because it seems accurate. Yeah, the like higher commanding officers or captains or whatever in this episode are all kind of just bumbling idiots. And then like at the court scene at the end when they're all like, "Well, I'm indicted <laughs> for this. See ya. I can't yeah, do fine. this." Go figure. That was you know? that was pretty funny. Yeah, because like that. that's exactly what it is. Like I am indicted for taking bribes from military contractors. That sounds right. I yeah. fired on a civilian cruise ship. That sounds right. I impersonated <laughs> the first lady. 
That's the only one that doesn't sound right, but who knows? <laughs> rule of five, you know? <laughs> the rule of five. <laughs> so just to draw a bit of a comparison to Deep Space Homer. Yeah. Because uh, I think it's got kind of a similar it does, yeah. idea Is behind it. Is he like it. a spaceship captain he, in that Yeah, one? he goes in space. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh what works in that episode is that they spend the first two acts making it clear that this is plausible <laughs> that Homer's going to go become an astronaut and go into space, right? Because they have the whole thing about like people don't like watching these space launch programs anymore. They're boring. What do people like on TV? Oh, they like like these slobs. All right, we need to get a uh, you know a average American slob to do it. All right, who will it be? Oh, this guy's this guy's Colin NASA. <laughs> he sounds perfect, you know. Uh, and then they do the training, which is actually good training. Um, and then the Barney thing happens where he do 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 do. Yeah, uh, that was not alcoholic wine. <laughs> uh, so Homer wins by default. 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 Uh, and then he goes into space, and then you have the fun space adventure. Uh, to me, this. Ep- this episode feels like if that episode was a whole bunch of weird shit and then like just randomly they're like they're like i don't know how about that guy in the crowd and it's homer and then he goes into space you know Mm. like it doesn't feel as well structured to lead up to the part that i find enjoyable about this episode which is homer at the helm i mean they should definitely be training in submarines (laughs) or in some sort of way you should at (laughs) least have seen homer on a uh, ship, yeah. On some sort of naval vessel before <laughs> he goes on the naval vessel into war games. Yeah, you don't see him <laughs> no. on the submarine until they're actually going out <laughs> into this thing. It's absurd. Yeah. Because yeah, and also, you you think that this episode is might be about Barney, Mo, Apu, and Homer. Yeah, that was weird too. It's not. It's They're just for the quickly. deer hunter reference. Yeah. It's just for a deer hunter reference. Which um, I might add is a good reference <laughs> for anyone who hadn't seen the deer hunter. <laughs> uh because when this episode came out and I watched it, I hadn't seen the deer hunter. Yeah. And he goes back into the into the room and it's like Didi Mao and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, what's happening? What is happening here? And it made me very curious, and it made me want to watch The Deer Hunter, and I watched The Deer Hunter, was bored out of my mind for the first hour, and then I was just... uh, The remaining three hours were good? The remaining three hours, I was a blubbering mess. It's a very, (laughs) very impactful movie. Yeah. Um, As someone who has not seen or heard of Deer Hunter... (laughs) Okay, um, you haven't you haven't heard of the Deer Hunter? No. It is a Vietnam War movie that is terribly inaccurate. However, and four hours long. It sounds so it's like? three hours long. It's <laughs> okay. di- it's I exaggerated it's, it. it's very much divided into three distinct parts. Okay. Um, part one is where you like I watched it when I was a little too young to enjoy the first act, but the first act is very is very much like a um, it's it's like a a, a play. In a lot of ways, you're getting to know these characters. It's about four friends who have enlisted in the Vietnam War when it's just basically starting up. And it's like their last their last weekend before they ship out. 
to base. And they're at Mo's bar hanging out or whatever. They're at a tavern, yeah. yeah. They're they're at a tavern hanging out and they're about to go to a wedding. So you see these guys get like one of the guys gets married before he ships out to Vietnam. Oh, well. And they go on their deer hunting trip, which is what they always do. Um, and like the whole deer hunting thing is like a metaphor for um, taking a life and that sort of thing. And then the second act is them in Vietnam. It's where the movie um, is it's very, very powerful, but also completely inaccurate to what is the actual experience of Americans in Vietnam. And it kind of um, villainizes the North Vietnamese of in a way that is not great. But the movie did come out in 1978 and America was licking its wounds. So let's cut them a little bit of slack on that. Um, and then the third part is them coming back. And it's the third part, the third hour of the movie that I think is the most um, effective of the film because it's about the ramifications of coming back to the world after being in a brutal war and never ever really being able to return and then trying to bring the people you left behind in the war back to you and you'll always be missing something. And by the end of it, you realize that the thing you're missing is the friend's and a piece of your soul, and the thing that took it away from you is your government. That's a cool idea. It's explore. a good movie. It's a it's a good war movie. It just takes some liberties with the source material yes, of the it, Vietnam War. Yes, it does. Um, it uses because it doesn't have any money for battle sequences or anything mm. like that. It instead condenses battle sequences into Russian roulette. Which oh. is why you see them in the back room playing Russian roulette in oh. The Simpsons. Oh, okay. And the, I, oh, yeah, I wondered about that scene, too. Yes, and the climactic scene of The Deer Hunter is a Russian roulette game between Robert De Niro and Christopher Walken's characters playing Russian roulette in a Vietnamese bar during the fall of Saigon, and De Niro's trying to bring uh, Walken back home. Whoa. Yeah, but and he, they have the red bandanas tied around their heads like they do in the actual Simpsons right. episode that but we saw. But much like the cultural references in the Simpsons past, uh, the good ones are the ones where you don't need to know the source material for it to be funny joke. Yeah. This one does not fall in that category for me. No, it does not. <laughs> it, um, I was trying to decide that for myself, too. Well, and I was like, I, yeah. I'm not quite there. If you if you don't know the Deer Hunter or like I haven't seen it but I know that iconography because of episodes like this and pop culture in general, but without knowing any of that, it's just like it's again it's just another weird thing in this episode that's just like what's happening. <laughs> See, it's it's not it's not a great reference, but to me it's also not terrible because anything can happen in the back room at Moe's. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's been established in the series up to this point. So, but they don't Here's the thing, Greg. They don't ever actually like play Russian roulette in this scene. No, they don't. Which makes sense. <laughs> it I mean, <laughs> obviously we don't want to actually see these cartoon characters hold the gun to their head and He's pull. clearly telling them to do that. <laughs> but you say clearly because you know the reference. I'm well, saying if you take if you are able to He spins the chamber of the gun, closes it, slams it on yeah. the table and says Mao, Didi Mao. <laughs> I think that was pretty clear. Yeah, maybe it's, I missed him spinning it. I thought it just—I thought it was just the gun laying there. Oh yeah, him he like it. puts it in front of him. Okay, yeah, sure. fair enough. Yeah. Fair puts enough. It in front rescinded. Of Point rescinded. <laughs> I was probably t- taking a note. Well, that happened. Um, also, is it Krusty and Skinner? 
It's Krusty and Skinner. That's a good choice of Skinner. <laughs> That's a very good choice I of mean, Skinner. I mean, Skinner makes sense. Yeah. Krusty less so. <laughs> I think Krusty makes sense. He's a gambling addict. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> And like the whole uh, Russian roulette, the ultimate gamble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the this is what makes it a bad, kind of a bad reference in the sequence in the Deer Hunter. Everyone is betting, right? Like there's they're throwing money around at each other until the guy with the with the one sunglass eye says stop, mm-hmm. and then puts it on the table. It's a weird mixture in this scene of the two Russian roulette sequences in. The Deer Hunter, mm. and if I if they picked one or the other, it would have been might have worked better. It would have probably worked better, yeah. Because in the in the one that they're referencing, the guy never says Diddy Mao. Mm. Uh, that's the first scene, and it's the North, and it's the Viet Cong people who are forcing them to play. What does that mean? Do it now, okay. Um, or or quickly, or like right. I'm not but sure the like, direct translation, like, but it's something like that. It's like um, Chanel. Yes. Um, <laughs> Whereas in the last scene with the red bandanas, they're voluntarily there, ah, you know, and the guy it's with the duress. yeah, with the guy with the one sunglass eye um, is just like passing them. He's like he shouts stop and passes them the gun so that they're and right. like they take it from from his hand, right, 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 and do it to themselves. It's a fucking intense scene. Is that meant to be like a contrast between the first and second one? Like yeah. the kind of arc of the yeah. story? Yeah. It's cool. really really but powerful. Much... But this episode but this episode they couldn't decide which one. <laughs> no, they were just they meld okay. they melded both. They melded them together. Yeah. Right? yeah. Which is fair. I mean that's a that's a fair way to do a reference, but again, I just think the yeah. For such a quick <laughs> throwaway thing too, like Yeah. Yeah. Um but mu- much like Michael Cimino, uh director of Deer Hunter tarnished his career with uh, his follow-up Heaven's Gate. Uh the Simpsons writers <laughs> have tarnished their Deer Hunter with season 10. Uh yes, <laughs> we can agree on that. Yes, they did. Um and season 9 is just where the the trading wheels are coming off. Um Did you ever see Heaven's Gate? I the, yeah, I have cult? it on Criterion. Oh, weird. Is that about that cult? No, no. Uh, it's about it's a western. It's a oh, okay. it's an. It's over- just a notorious like Deer Hunter was such a huge. It won Best Picture and like uh, the director his follow up uh, Heaven's Gate was one of the biggest box office bombs of all time oh, and critical uh, failure. So it's just like a uh, one of those great uh, <laughs> fallen uh, people in Hollywood stories. Rags to riches to rags. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. So just imagine Deep Space Homer was happening, but, you know, Bart got a new yo-yo or whatever uh, was happening as well. You know, like that's the fucking earring thing. Anyway, uh, they try and like the weird way they try to like tie it in at the end as well with the pinhole uh, leak. Only the earring can fix it. So, Ryan... It's a good try. That's all I'll say. It was a good try to tie in the B plot to the A plot. Usually when we... When, when there's an A plot and a B plot, we uh, here at Two Bad Neighbors tend to agree that the best way a B plot works is when it ties in to the A plot sure. in some way. And you see how the A plot and B plot get tied in in this. The earring. The earring. Right. And it plugs the leak. So, did that work for you? I mean, in the way that, in the sense that they like forced it to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was. I had to accept that it worked <laughs> for them. 
in this episode. Yeah. yeah. So yes, kind of. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't it's have very, to. Very, very like, contrived. Like if it's yeah, then I don't think it does. No. You know? it, I mean, they could have done that. You know, it would have been better if an inanimate carbon rod. Also, does like uh, does the B plot usually have some sort of? This episode thema- is a shitty Deep Space Homer. I'm realizing this <laughs> as we're talking about it. Like, does it's does so the similar. B plot usually have some sort of thematic connection to the A plot? Sometimes good, good ones do because this good one ones. didn't yeah. have anything to do with it. It seemed to me. Yeah. Uh, so I think generally speaking, uh, here's how I feel about about it. I I think Greg agrees with me for the most part on some of these points. Uh, the best epi- episodes of The Simpsons are ones that are just a plot. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. And those those do exist. Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay. Yeah. And those are where it's like there's a clear story going throughout. Uh, you know, maybe there's like little sub stories here and there, usually as gags, and like those are fun. Like Milhouse getting chased by the FBI and uh, uh, that one episode. I can't remember which one it is. Um, it's uh, Lisa's rival. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, so there's like little things like that sometimes, but there's always like a clear. This is the this is the plot of the episode, and we're just going along with it the whole time. Lisa's rival has a has a B and a C, and they're great. The B plot is the is sugar, the sugar yeah. and the C plot is Millhouse being that's, chased by the <laughs> yeah, FBI. Right. I it's, think we talked about that. On it's the brilliant. Yeah. Um, so and then, so, so those are the best episodes of The Simpsons. Are ones that are just a plot. Uh, following that are the ones where there is a B plot, but it ties thematically to the A plot, and plot wise, they converge at the end in some way. Right. Um, the The next tier would be uh, A plot, B plot, and maybe thematically linked. Uh, but maybe not necessarily converging. Uh, and then the next tier would be A plot, B plot, completely irrelevant from each other, can be uh, moved to different episodes and nothing would change. Right. Um, and those are the ones I hate the most. <laughs> the B minus plot. No, I'm yeah. I'm right there with yeah. you. I, those are the ones that are the worst. And the only saving grace that some of those have is that the B plots can be funny. Right. That's if they're enjoyable enough to you know to ignore the fact that it's a pretty lazy lazy thing on the writer's part to you know they're like we we can't think of anything else to do with this a plot I don't know Bart gets an earring <laughs> you know like <laughs> they do weird shit like yeah, that they did try they tried they man. tried you know what the original plan was to have Bart sneak on the sub with. Uh, with Homer, I'm glad they didn't. And they, do yeah, that. they couldn't figure out a way to get that to work. So that's why they, yeah. and that's why, like the, I think that was a, a remnant of that B plot uh, converging, and so they had to change it where just Homer takes the earring <laughs> and has it with him. <laughs> so Bart just puts it in his pocket and walks away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, he's like, "Here, you'll need this later for the plot." I feel like that moment is like they wrote backwards from that. You oh, know, yeah. they're like, "We need something to plug the hole in the ship." Okay, an earring. Why does he have an earring? Well, <laughs> Milhouse got guess one. Guess what? <laughs> Milhouse gets an earring, and then Bart wants one. I couldn't tell what was going on with Ralph's earring. Could you guys? Uh, it was no, like a starfish. Visually, no. I was yeah. like, there's like a red bit on it. Yeah, and, and he's like, like oh, my neck shirt, hurts and my ear hurts or something. I thought it was like and a fish hook or something. Yeah, it was It was, It was. was just strange. Like, and then he had two owies. He, <laughs> he did have two owies. Two owies. Um, well, we're, uh, we're, Laureate Ralph Wiggum, we're coming up to an hour and a half here. Oh boy. So <laughs> wow. maybe we should, uh, head on over to the reference desk. Okay. It is a long one. Crimson Tide. That's Crimson Tide, one. of course, is the title reference. Uh, we had the, uh, one of the more bizarre, uh, couch gags in a while that I felt the need to mention is the Rocky and Bullwinkle one. Yeah, I like it. Um, that was good. I like that too. Like very like I don't know if you guys watched that show at all mm-hmm. when you were mm-hmm. but totally. like I watched it a bunch and so that 
those visuals are so like ingrained in my brain as but they're so weird <laughs> yeah um but yeah uh planet of the apes uh planet of the donuts uh, his little dream mm, at the beginning. Right. This this episode starts in a weird place. It sure does. <laughs> I was like, is but I'm okay with it. Again, yeah. like that's the kind of th- that's when weirdness is okay with me. Is the top of the episode yeah. is having like a weird, you know, an Ion Springfield or a a two story uh, outhouse <laughs> <laughs> or like a weird Troy McClure movie they're watching. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's where you put that weird shit because yeah. I think that's where it belongs. It's but the once the plot gets going, yeah. stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Dracula, Frankenstein, and Hunchback of Notre Dame are all referenced. With oh, right. Blackula. Blackula, right, right. Blackenstein, and... what they call Black of Blotcher Black of Blotcher They call that the exploitation hour or yeah. something? Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, it's like, it's poking fun at the black exploitation stuff that right. uh, became rev- uh, pretty prevalent in the 70s and, and onward. Um, uh, the Deer Hunter, as we as we mentioned at length. Uh, oh, oh, here's another really, really bad joke that doesn't land: is uh, Homer doing a Columbo impression? Oh yeah, that's all bad. What is, yeah, what was that? That's Peter are you Falk familiar with Columbo? Columbo, <laughs> he's the <laughs> grandpa in the Princess grandpa Bride. Princess Bride. That actor played okay. this uh, this character Columbo uh, on TV for a long time, and his thing was he would uh, solve the crime. And he'd go, so say Greg was the was the perpetrator of said crime and I was Columbo, I would be like, oh, so here, so you did all this uh, blah, 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 and Greg would be like, yeah, I... Th- I did the crime. No, you'd say, you'd say like, I didn't do it. Like, I here's my alibi. I didn't like, do it. All I was at, I was at Ryan's <laughs> yeah. house. Yeah, here's all the, here's all the reasons why I'm not any, and then Columbo would be like, oh, okay, I guess everything checks out. And he'll start leaving and then he'll turn back and go, but one more thing. And then he'd like reveal that he knows like ah Ryan wasn't Whoa. even at his house so you know uh, wow. so Homer does this weird like he changes his face and then says like one more thing and I don't even remember how the joke ends is that yeah, it? he needs to go get a drink of water yeah he stops because he right. can't do it anymore. he can't do it he's gonna get a drink it's so pretty bad. weak <laughs> even weak. if I have a, don't know who Colombo is <laughs> <laughs> um uh, Bartman. The, oh yeah, the, the, the hit song Bartman, uh, written by Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. and uh, on the uh, um, the Yellow album, I believe. Um, either Yellow album or Sim- no, it's yeah, it's Yellow album, not Simpsons Sing the Blues. Uh, bad joke. Uh, J- John F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, Grandpa thought he was Nazi because he said it could be nine Berliner. Oh right, JF. That's not JFK Jr. Isn't it? It's just JFK. Yeah, it's just JFK. Oh, he served on PT one hundred nine in the. Have you not seen the movie PT one hundred nine? No. All right. Um, JFK is the president, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Why do I always think the but president was, was junior? Was right? <laughs> no, because he his his father was a was his father. <laughs> oh, indeed. Wait, John his F- father was his father. John F. Kennedy Jr. died in a plane crash. Okay. okay. Nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I just in my mind, like I know it's John F. Kennedy was was the president, yeah. and for some reason, I always thought. He was officially John F. Kennedy Jr., no. but okay, that's just my ignorance of history, and I'm doomed to repeat it. Um, Starbucks, mm. remember that joke? Lots of Starbucks, they're yeah. everywhere. Yeah, this place is turning into Starbucks in five minutes. I like the joke when he walks out with the Starbucks under the yeah. air. I think that's funny. I think that's pretty funny. Uh, the zoom out to everywhere being Starbucks, mm, a little yeah. too far. That's a season a, nine, a little too far. A little, a season yeah. nine, a little too far. Little, little, little too much salt. Yeah, a little. Salt on the enchilada oh, there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Gilligan's Island, Bob Denver voices himself, uh, wearing his Gilligan's getup and angry that people still call him Gil. Like, you're doing it to yourself, bud. You're on tour. Right. Anyway, um, we also have Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yep. and then we get to everyone's the remembering people. all these great jokes from the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Captain and Tennille. Oh right, yeah, that's a bad joke. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Rod Steger, I believe, uh, voices him. He's really, the, he's in the guest house. Yeah, along with Bob Denver. Um, and then uh, in the Navy by Village People, uh, Mr. Sulu from Star Trek is on the ship, and apparently from Rigel Nine, where Kang and Kodos are from. Rigel Seven. Rigel 7, sorry. Because I, they're on a ship that goes places, they just had to put him in there. Sulu. It's, it, I is, mean, it, is it George Takei? No. No, it's it's Azaria it's doing Azaria. his George yeah. Takei impression. Yeah. yeah, that he does. Yeah, I wondered. Akira I was like, that doesn't well. quite sound like yeah. him. Um, and then uh, David Schwimmer uh, from Friends. Handsome in that ugly kind of way. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, needless dig. At, uh, I'm sure a nice yeah. man. Just a rip on Schwimmer. <laughs> yep. Take that! I guess uh, Friends was a big thing at the time, yeah, so I'm sure that's a reason why they yeah. did it. But uh, that's all I had. And the girl from Ipanema, Ipanema. What's that? Do 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 do. Oh, is that what that song? I I did recognize it. I couldn't place it. Thank you. It's the mood lighting. Yeah. So favorite joke. Okay, (laughs) this one comes down to two for me. Mm -hmm. The uh, Soviet Union returns. Mm -hmm. That whole thing, I think, is brilliant. I think it's so funny, and the fact that it goes nowhere Mm -hmm. is great. The second is, um, it's my first day at the very beginning, and... Why did you think you could lie to me? (laughs) It's my first day. Oh, well, carry on. Whoa! (laughs) That's pretty good. I think that's great. The callback at the end's bad, though. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Real, yeah, no. Um, It'd be one thing if he just said it once. The fact that he says it, like, in different languages and then, like, quack, 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 like, that ruined it. Just a lot of salt salt. on the enchilada. Just a lot of salt. (laughs) It's, like, shriveled up. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so much salt Nobody wants that. Um, I have another one, but I'll wait and see if we... Ryan, do you have a... Favorite joke? I really like the Soviet Union return. Yeah. Um, the whole torpedo bit was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've written down uh, Soviet Union reveal and fire the captain through the torpedo. Like, I think those are clearly the two yeah. gold standard jokes in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, any other jokes are either bad or just fine. I really like my Homer is not a communist. He may be a liar, a pig. A communist. a communist, but he is not a porn star, and then it just holds and, and on. The, I for think, way yeah, too long. I think it hold it holds for two seconds. Uh, that makes it funnier to me. Yeah, I don't really like that line that much. I think it's funny. It goes a little too wacky, wacky, schmacky for me. Like he's not a porn star. It's also senile old man. Like it's not yeah. always funny to me. But it's a little the bit fact that he pauses and waits just does make it funnier to me. That's yeah. all I want to say. It's a little bit stonecutters. That stonecutters joke where he's like, Which one? "I'm a member." Oh yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. I'm a yeah. I'm, I'm an elk. Elk. I'm president of the Gay and Lesbian <laughs> Alliance for some <laughs> reason. Ah, here it is. So yeah. I'm an elk, funnier, a communist. He's a communist. He's a communist. That's yeah. yeah. He's a, it, that's a funnier joke because he's yeah. he's got the cards. Yeah. It's not just senile old man. It's like he 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 has the credentials. Yeah. That's funny. So anyway, it's a good bit. It's a good episode. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, uh, MVP, MVP. <laughs> uh, the drill sergeant. Just oh, get out of here! 
Get out of here. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, really tough. I'm going to say Lisa. <laughs> she Per yeah. capita, yeah. she has the best lines. Yeah, she does. She does. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I'll go with you on that. Lisa. Yeah, her 30 total seconds work. Yeah. yeah. All of them work. That's fair. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Village people. Yeah. Oh, man. Any final thoughts, my friends? Um, I mean, it's a huge mixed bag of an episode, but I do like how goofy and out of this world it is. Sure. Um, a lot of the jokes work for me. As I said, like I've I've got a lot of jokes in like that I've said were close to being my favorite joke. Yeah. And and there are even others that 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 I don't mind that I think are pretty good as well too. Um, that we didn't even mention, but like. It's just funny and it's just good enough for me. <laughs> it's just good enough. Yeah, Fair. like some of the jokes are bad, sure. Not all of it works, but like I wasn't bored. <laughs> you know, I wasn't like, yeah. ugh, why am I watching this? I it's was better like, than Bart Carney okay, for okay, that reason. Based on everything that's happened, like what the hell is going on next? I just need to know. Yeah. And then some joke some some decent jokes came out of it. So yeah. I can't complain. Uh, now, if the I whole show is like this, no. But like, <laughs> this is okay. Yeah, I definitely can complain, and I do. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but everyone knows that by now. I'm the I'm the fucking sourpuss of this podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just think it's an episode that uh, would have been a better segment in an anthology episode. The way they kind of treat it feels that way anyway. And if you do that, you'll tighten it and get rid of the extraneous jokes that I think are bad. Mm. And it could be a really funny, uh, you know, uh, eight minute segment uh, rather than a full episode. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely not on the lowest tier of the season, but it's 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 in the bottom. It's it's closer to the bottom than a lot of the. <laughs> A lot of the episodes so far for me. Um, the wackiness is, uh, like you said, not boring. So like there, that does make it better, in my opinion, than like a Bart Carney episode or you know the ones that are just like not interesting. At least it's interesting. Um, so uh, it's still a thumbs down for me. But overall, um, it's not as horrible as I envisioned going into it. We should watch the City of New York versus Homer Simpson at the end of all of this and see if <laughs> yeah. your estimation improves after watching all of season Is that your nine. least favorite? Uh, no, I don't think so at all. I I, it's, I mean, I put it as a thumb sideways. Um, mm. You know, so the only thumbs down so far are Principal and the Popper, Cartridge Family, Two Misses and a Hassapima Pedalons, Miracle on Evergreen Terrace, All Singing, All Dancing, Bart Carney, Last Temptation of Crust, This Little Wiggy, and Simpson Tide. Um, Those are thumbs down? Yeah. The only thumbs down? Those are that's a lot. I know. <laughs> that's a that's a buttload. I thought most of these would these would be thumbs down, and there's Lisa Sachs, Trios of Horror, uh eight, Bart Star, Lisa the Skeptic, uh Joy of Sect, and Dumbbell Indemnity are all thumbs ups. So that's like five or however many that I named more than I expected. So. That's great. <laughs> nice. That's great. So you never know. I'm into it. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if the I've seen the thing is I've seen City of New York versus Homer Simpson a lot. Mm-hmm. It's not one that I I skip. Mm-hmm. It's just one that I uh, yeah again because it's the first one of season nine is just such a like harbinger of things to come. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the season as a whole is that right? Like I, I've I've always said this. Like I don't think season nine is. Uh, completely devoid of merit. It's just that it's such a like clear indication of where the series is heading that it just bums me out more than uh, like season ten, where it's like they're already there, mm. you know. So, absolutely. Well, 
Well, that about does it for us here at Two Bad Neighbors. Thank you so much, Ryan, for coming back. Thanks for having me as a third bad neighbor. Oh, that's right. So welcome. Anytime. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Alan? Yeah, Greg. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, You can find us on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bad Neighbors Pod or Two Bad Neighbors, a Simpsons podcast. And you can subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios. $2 a month gives Mm -hmm. you all of our bonus content, including our most recent drop, Rain Rain of Fire! Uh, We did a commentary for the film Rain of Fire. Uh, It's one of the best movies uh, with dragons in it ever made. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. ooh, There's a poll. Oh, did you put it up already? Uh, It'll be. It'll it'll definitely be up up by by the time time this comes out. Yeah, by the time this comes out. So, um, if you're a Patreon subscriber, if you're a Patreon subscriber, or if you would like to be, you can participate in our poll to uh, tell us what our next uh, makeshift trilogy Trilogy. is going to be. We have three options, and I would love to reveal them right now. But Alan has a fourth one, so (laughs) we're gonna talk offline about our options, and you, or you know what. I'm just gonna. We'll yeah, just, we can just reveal. We'll them. just tell the. We'll I'll just tell you the fourth one. And if you hate that option, who cares? Put it as an option. Maybe everyone will love it. There we go. Um, so our first one. You take the one that you that you came up with. Oh, this was the uh, robot uprising yes. trilogy. Uh, so in these this, are for commentaries. You yes, get to yes. vote on what commentaries. So we've been doing pseudo pseudo trilogy. Well, we did the Aladdin trilogy, and then we did the pseudo dragon trilogy. So yeah. we're going to continue with that because that's fun because it has a variety of movies, and we can come up with fun themes. So the robot uprising trilogy uh, that I thought of was uh, the original Westworld movie, uh, and then Terminator Two Judgment Day. And uh, can cap it off with I, Robot with Will Smith. That's right. Um, <laughs> three very different movies. Yeah. Um, so that's one option. Your next option is Teen Shakespeare. <laughs> we're talking 10 Things I Hate About You. We're talking She's the Man, and we're talking Get Over It. <laughs> that's our trilogy. Or O. Or O. We, yeah, we're, yeah, we haven't quite decided which yeah. three because there's a lot of options. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we'll pick the three best ones. Those, are, those are the three that are on my mind right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the third option is Secret Society movies. We're talking cool. The Skulls. Yeah. We're talking The Da Vinci Code. And yeah. <laughs> we're talking Eyes Wide Shut. Ooh. <laughs> sexy. Wow. Yeah, very nice. sexy. Yeah, very cold. Um, those are three very different <laughs> very movies. Very different movies. <laughs> and your fourth? Fourth one is the... Sandler Barrymore trilogy. Oh God! You got the Wedding Singer. You got Fifty First Dates, <laughs> and you blended. got Blended. Oh no! <laughs> Three very different movies. Oh Christ! Okay. One is very good. Yes. One Try is, and guess which one. I one think is, you'll be pleasantly surprised. One is very good. Um, yeah, I just thought of that on the drive over. <laughs> right on. Uh, so those are our four options, and you'll see it on our poll. Yeah, on our Patreon, so you can vote for which ones you want us to do next, and we will do that. Mm-hmm. We will be adherent to our patrons. Yeah. Um, is that the right word, adherent? Yep. Great. Nailed it. Uh, but also, we're going to have more things coming out. Uh, soon, including our Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Simpsons Dungeons and Dragons game, uh, probably in October is mm-hmm. what we're aiming for for that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll probably switch between commentaries and D and D once we get settled in there, and uh, still do some zombie episodes here and there. So mm-hmm. 
get ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to all of our patrons so far and to those that uh, subscribe in the future. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, oh, email us at thehammockdistrictonthird at gmail.com. Numerical three. And you guys rule and uh, don't join the Navy. All right. Keep watching the skis. Bye-bye.